0: So a bioplastic is simply a plastic made not from oil, but from plant-derived materials. And the lignin and hybrid poplar is well-suited to produce bioplastics on a large scale, replacing some or all of the oil that would have been used to produce them. These products will help reduce our dependence on oil and produce plastics that are biodegradable.
1: Welcome to the ETC by the University of Minnesota Extension. I'm Nate Meyer, and I'm talking in this episode with Jeff Jackson, an Extension educator who is based at the University of Minnesota's Natural Resources Research Institute and works with a team developing fast-growing, disease-resistant hybrid poplars that are a promising feedstock for the emerging Midwest bioeconomy. In other words, natural resources that can be used to make fuel, plastic, and other useful products, as well as helping us manage climate change. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Well, Nate, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, we're excited to talk with you as well. So our listeners are probably familiar with Minnesota's native poplars like quaking aspen, but what is a hybrid poplar?
0: The hybrid poplar is a cross between two different poplar species. And I want to point out it's not genetic modification. So our program uses common plant breeding techniques, uh, just like are used to make some of the apples we enjoy, like a honeycrisp apple. So what we do, we take male and female flowers uh, taken from the trees in midwinter, We bring them out of dormancy in a greenhouse, and then we use those to produce crosses in a controlled greenhouse. And our program is settled on using native Eastern cottonwood crossed with European black poplar. But the ultimate goal of our program is to produce fast growing trees that are disease resistant.
1: How can growing these hybrid poplars help us solve environmental challenges?
0: We as a team joke that hybrid poplar is a solution looking for a problem. But hybrid poplars can really help us solve a wide range of environmental challenges. And I'll, I'll talk about a few of those. So with hybrid poplar, you can make advanced ethanol. It's called cellulosic ethanol, and it has lower carbon emissions than corn ethanol. We already mentioned bioplastics. And in fact, that's being done now in British Columbia by a company named Advanced Biocarbon 3D. They grow hybrid poplar on landfills to remove toxins, and then they harvest those and produce bioplastics. Um, Another area is carbon sequestration. Hybrid poplars will accumulate carbon dioxide at a rate about triple that of red pine. And we're seeing increasing interest in using hybrid poplar for carbon contracts wanted to mention phytoremediation also. So what that is, it's using living plants to clean up soil, air, and water that are contaminated with hazardous substances. And poplar works very well for that. And lastly, I'll mention environmental services such as wastewater treatment. And this is being done quite a bit in the state of Oregon where they plant forests of hybrid poplar and they irrigate those with wastewater. So the hybrid poplar then can remove the nutrients before the water flows into rivers.
1: We're often taught to be wary of growing plants and animals that are not naturally present in our landscapes. Should we be concerned about seeing hybrid poplar growing across Minnesota?
0: Well, I agree that it's good to be wary there's many examples of imported plants and animals that are causing us serious environmental problems. But with hybrid poplar, it's not a concern, and that's for several reasons. So, the breeding process reduces the ability of the seeds to successfully germinate. And if those seeds do happen to germinate, they will be outcompeted by natural vegetation. In fact, hybrid poplar needs intensive weed management uh, for the seedlings to survive. So we have hybrid poplar planted at over 45 field sites, and we've never witnessed escaped seedlings surviving. And hybrid poplar has been grown in the United States for over 100 years with no invasive species concerns. But we do realize that there are some sites in the United States that either by law or rules will only plant native trees. And so our team also is working on improving native cottonwood. And we've got fast-growing, disease-resistant native cottonwood, and we're working towards uh, getting a patent on that, the top variety of that.
1: So you are working with a research team at the University of Minnesota's Natural Resources Research Institute to develop and learn to grow hybrid poplar. Can you tell me about the team's work and accomplishments?
0: I'm really proud to be a member of this team. I am just amazed at the expertise and dedication on this team. In 2020, we received the Team of the Year Award from the University of Minnesota Duluth. Well, the team's been breeding Hyper poplar for over 25 years, as I mentioned, to improve the yield and disease resistance. One of their top performing trees, when it's seven-year-old in Minnesota, it would be about 35 feet tall. And in a warmer state like Indiana, it would be about 60 feet tall. So these top varieties are growing 60% to 70% faster than the top commercial varieties. But overall, they produced 1,672 varieties of hybrid poplar, tested at 27 extensive field test sites, nine of those sites being in Minnesota, and sites in several other states and countries. And currently, they've trademarked their top-performing variety of hybrid poplar. The trademark name is InovaTree. It's being tested now at five tree nurseries in the Midwest with a goal of seeking a plant patent on it.
1: The research team you work with is at the University of Minnesota's Natural Resources Research Institute, which is a really cool part of our university, but I'm not sure everybody's aware of it. Can you talk a little bit about where the Natural Resources Research Institute is at and what happens there?
0: The Natural Resources Research Institute, also known as NRI, is located in Duluth, Minnesota. It was established in 1983 by the Minnesota legislature as a research institute within the University of Minnesota, Duluth. NRI's mission is to deliver integrated research solutions that value our resources, environment, and economy. And it's it's a really unique part of the university so tell me
1: about your role as an Extension member.
0: Well, my role is really coming from a unique partnership between NRI and the University of Minnesota Extension. And I've got an education and outreach role there. Part of that role I would call traditional outreach. So it's teaching. I'm hosting a webinar series that's been running for two years. But beyond that, I'm also building a hybrid popular learning network. And I think of a network as being people and organizations connected by relationships. Well, this network is focused on advancing the use of hybrid popular in the emerging sustainable economy. So myself, along with other members of the team, used a mapping tool called social network analysis to learn about the existing relationships in the network of people working with hybrid poplar, Then we use different techniques to both strengthen and build new connections in the network. And just a few examples of some of the success we've seen, we've built connections that have helped manufacturers to solve process and supply chain issues. We've also built connections that have helped researchers to broaden and deepen the impacts of their research.
1: That actually leads into my next question. I wonder, has your work sparked any new discoveries or helped to answer environmental research or management questions?
0: Well, through breeding, the team at NRI has been able to improve the genetics of hybrid poplar, making big gains in yield and disease resistance. And I think of it as being the difference between the tiny wild blueberries that you would find in northern Minnesota and the large succulent blueberries that you would buy in the grocery store, the team has identified what they call geo-robust varieties. So these are varieties of hybrid poplar that grow well throughout the Midwest, and we're now gathering data for a patent application for the top geo-robust variety, which is named a Nova tree. Lignin from the hybrid poplars is currently being used for bioplastic research, uh, both at NRI and Oak Ridge National Laboratories. And last, I'd like to mention the phytoremediation research and the contributions that the team has has made there. Dr. Ron Zelesny with the USDA Forest Service is testing several of our varieties of hybrid poplar and projects throughout the Midwest. So these phytoremediation research sites are near Lake Superior in Lake Michigan, and I had the opportunity to tour some of these sites a few weeks ago, and it's, it's really impressive work that he's doing. And he has published papers that are showing our hybrid poplar has very good characteristics for phytoremediation work.
1: How would you recommend our listeners dig into learning more about hybrid poplar if they're interested?
0: I'll point our listeners to a few websites. Uh, the first is the Natural Resources Research Institute on their website, and you could find that by Googling hybrid poplar and NRRI. And that website also has a link to our project micro site, which will give you information on our upcoming webinars and other project information. The University of Washington has an excellent site too, and you can find that by doing a search on Advanced Hardwood Biofuels Northwest. And they have uh, extensive information on hybrid poplar and using hybrid poplar to produce aviation fuel. And the last resource that I'll mention is the Poplar and Willow Council of Canada On their website is a ton of good information on hybrid poplar, different uses for it, and some of the the current research that's that's being done.
1: I have a last question for you. So what's a hashtag or a brief message that you wish would really take off right now, like millions of people are sharing it and talking
0: about it? I would say hashtag climate change. The changing climate is one of the biggest environmental problems that we are facing. And it's making other environmental problems worse, such as invasive species, droughts, wildfires, and extreme weather events, as we've seen this year. But it is encouraging that many people are motivated to make a difference. And I really believe that working together, we can still act to prevent the worst impacts of climate change. And for me, Nate, it's just very rewarding to work on a project that can play a role in mitigating climate change through sequestering carbon and replacing oil in the production of fuel and plastics.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the ETC. Huge thanks to Jeff for joining us to share the promising possibilities of hybrid poplar. Visit z.umn.edu forward slash hybrid underscore poplar to learn more about the Natural Resources Research Institute's Hybrid-Poplar Research and Development Program, as well as upcoming learning events and opportunities. This episode was recorded in 2021. Look for the ETC and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast services. Give us a thumbs up or drop a comment to let us know you value the podcast. Pass it along to others. We look forward to sharing another episode soon. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy Nature in Place.